It's Word of the Day on the Empathic Mastery Show. Welcome. I'm your host, Jennifer Moore, and I'm so glad you're here. Word of the Day episodes are short and sweet. I offer my perspective as a mentor, teacher, and healer for other highly sensitive and empathic women. I take one concept and unpack it for you. Then, I ask questions to help you find your truth. So, without any further ado, let's talk about today's word. Today's word is empathy. I've had some amazing conversations about the distinction between empathy and sympathy. When it comes to being emotionally available, I've been thinking about how important it can be to land on the side of sympathy as opposed to the side of empathy. So I'll talk a little bit about my perception of these two words and the differences between them. The conventional definition of empathy is imagined or vicarious experience of the feelings, thoughts, or attitudes of another. Imagined or vicarious experiencing of the feelings, thoughts, or attitudes of another. A conventional definition of sympathy is the act of commiserating and expressing compassion or sorrow for someone about something. Whereas, so for the sake of this episode... I am speaking about empathy from the perspective of an empath. I'm defining empathy as the ability to put ourselves in someone else's shoes and literally, not vicariously or imagined, but literally feel what they are going through. Depending on where we fall on the highly sensitive and empathic spectrum, we can absorb and mirror their thoughts, feelings, or even physical sensations to a lesser or greater degree. On one side of the spectrum, one might feel a mild awareness of someone else's distress. On the other, we become so immersed in everything that we can't distinguish what's ours and what's theirs. We feel their physical sensations, their emotional experience, and even sometimes our mental process gets influenced by what they're thinking to the point that we lose ourselves in the process. Whereas sympathy gives us the ability to witness what somebody else is going through. We can acknowledge the difficulty they're having. We recognize their pain. We can even imagine what it's like. But we don't feel it ourselves. We can see it. We have deep compassion. We can express tenderness and care about their experiences. However, we do not absorb and take on all the thoughts, feelings, and energy of their experience. Here's an example. Someone is drowning in quicksand. Empathy jumps into that quicksand to try to rescue them. Sympathy recognizes that it's quicksand and stays on the shore. Sympathy offers a rope or pole to pull them out of the mess, but keeps a distance that protects us from getting sucked into it ourselves. Now, as highly sensitive empathic people, the ability to empathize comes incredibly easily. We're often wired with a sense of urgency to be available and to be of service. We want to help people when they go through difficult times. It's natural, because of this empathic nature, to take on the distress, the worry, and the concerns of the people around us. Unfortunately, this well-intentioned need to fix and rescue can get us in over our heads. Back when I was first starting to work as an energy healer and psychic reader, I'd often feel out of sorts and melancholy after working with a client. 
We'd spent an hour or so exploring their lives. I'd feel the magnitude of their challenges. Because of this ability to feel the intensity, the trapped emotions, and the energetic blocks, I could also feel when things would shift for them. I'd lay on hands, I'd tune into spirit, and I'd offer energetic and strategic solutions. I'd help them to untangle whatever mess or challenge they were facing. They'd walk away feeling substantially better with a concrete plan to move forward. I'd feel like a sponge that just absorbed all the distress and emotional spooge. This kicked off cycles of overgiving and overworking, followed by depression, exhaustion, and burnout. It took many years to fully grasp how lethal this approach to healing was for me and to learn to offer my work in a better and safer way. I realized if we want to help someone move through their pain, it's not effective to experience immersive empathy and assume the concerns or challenges of those we can serve. Certainly, there are times where empathy is essential. The more conventional definition of empathy, our capacity to imagine what another person is going through, can be really useful. With empathy, we grasp where somebody is. We can understand what's going on. We sense how they're feeling. We can establish compassionate rapport that helps people to feel truly understood and cared for. The problem is, when unbridled empathy brings us to the point of getting completely sucked in. This stops being effective. Excessive empathy starts to become a problem and a challenge. When it comes to supporting somebody in their process, we need to be able to hold the space for wherever they're at. This is a capacity to be present as they move through whatever they're processing without our absorbed distress amplifying their problems. To be a good facilitator, we cannot afford to get sucked in so deeply that we get triggered and have to focus on our own needs. We cannot lead another person out of their quagmire if we're struggling to keep our nose out of the quicksand ourselves. In my experience, learning to navigate the distinction between empathy and sympathy was a process. Like many empathic healers and lightworkers, I first learned to do my work by merging with people feeling their stuff, and transmuting it. At first, I believed that climbing into the mess with people was a strength and a virtue. There's the saying, God protects drunks, fools, and children. Though I was never much of a drunk, sugar was really much more my drug of choice, I definitely qualified as young and naive. All I can say is, I look back at the way I approached numerous situations during my days as a baby healer, and I cringe. I'm deeply grateful and beyond amazed that the biggest casualty in this equation was me during those early years. But at a certain point, I realized, no, I really need to stop jumping into the quicksand with everyone. I'm exhausted. I'm overwhelmed. This won't be sustainable if I want to do this for most of my life. That's when I started working on separating myself from other people. I began to learn how to create a boundary within myself. I chose to focus on expressing sympathy as opposed to succumbing to empathic awareness and its subsequent overwhelm. Now, I'm not going to lie and say this was easy. I'm not going to tell you that all you need to do is decide to change and think about it in a new way. In my experience, this is a process. 
It took me a while to cultivate my compassion and sympathy while also learning to recognize and avoid the quicksand. At first, I had to back out after I found myself slipping into empathic overwhelm. It took time to learn to not go there in the first place. This shift is part of what the empathic mastery system is all about. Over the last three decades of doing this work, I discovered the first step, to recognize what was mine and what wasn't mine. Initially, this meant being able to identify when I'd fallen into someone's pit of despair. Initially, it just even meant being able to recognize that I was feeling the despair before I even could know whether it was mine or somebody else's. Then to start asking the question, is this mine? Is this not? Over time, I got to notice distress before I took it on. But to reach this higher level, I had to learn how to release all the stuff that I was carrying around, all the stuff that wasn't mine, along with diffusing all of the triggers from my own wounds of the past and my own traumas. As long as I still carried distress, my discernment was compromised. Over time, I learned how to really protect myself. I learned that true protection isn't just about sending love and light to the problem or putting up a big, shiny bubble of pink light around ourselves. Certainly, part of it was about establishing sturdy, energetic filters and shields so that I wasn't picking up everything that was going on around me. But it was also about setting strategic, social, and situational boundaries that would allow me to bypass unnecessary harm and strife. Once I learned how to do these three things, I was able to use my intuition and my connection to divine source and wisdom in a clear and calm way that allowed me to be more effective and more able to be of service. Eventually, as I became more and more proficient with these first four steps of empathic mastery, recognize, release, protect, and connect, I learned how to use my empathic sensitivity safely and effectively. Today, I can put my finger on the pulse of an issue without drowning in the intensity of full-blown psychic and emotional overwhelm. When I consider my journey and think of how it was and how it is now, I'm beyond grateful for the remarkable progress I've made. This is why I wrote my book. This is why I record these podcast episodes. This is why I train other empaths how to be spectacular EFT practitioners. This is what pulls me out of bed and gets me to plunk my butt in front of my laptop regularly. And this is what I wish for you, too. So my question to you right now is, when it comes to other people going through a really difficult time, do you tend to experience empathy to the extent that you absorb their energy, or do you access sympathy? Do you recognize the distinction within yourself between what it feels like to empathize and what it feels like to sympathize? Do you know how to separate yourself from other people's stuff when they're going through a hard time? Do you have strategies for when you start noticing that you're going down the rabbit hole into their feelings? Do you have ways to pull yourself back out so that you are able to stand on the shore and not drown in the quicksand with them? I would love to hear what you have to say about all of this. Please drop a comment or send me a message and... Until next word of the day, I am wishing you peace, I am wishing you ease, and I am wishing you the ability to sympathize and also to recognize when empathy won't serve you best.
As we come to the end of this episode, I'd love to hear what you're taking from this show. Please jump over to EmpathicMasteryShow.com to leave your comments. In the show notes, you'll find a link to grab your copy of My Empathic Safety Guide, Three Basics for Finding Calm in the Eye of the Storm. And while you're there, please subscribe and follow this show. And thank you for your help sharing this show with the people who need it. Please help me to spread the word and send this podcast to friends or family members who need support living as highly sensitive empathic people. Then join me again when the next Empathic Mastery Show airs. Okay, one last time. Hop over to EmpathicMasteryShow.com for your empathic safety guide. And until next show, shine on. We need you and your gifts here on this planet. So please don't judge your empathic rainbow by colorblind standards.